Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Panetti. I've got a good friend and a great guest, um, a guy that I've heard speak uh, on several different occasions. I've had him come in and talk uh, to our students here at the school, and uh, and I wanted him to talk to you, uh, our audience on Training for Manhood. This is Jaco Bullion. Jaco, welcome to the program. Dan, it's an honor. Thank you so much. Always, always good to be with you. Um, thankful. Yeah. Now, some people may not know who you are. Can you give them just a little bit of a background, uh, just kind of into your story and your life and, and the work that you do? Yeah, I'll fly real fast. Okay. Born and raised in South Africa by a South Africa by a single mom. So this podcast this morning is very, uh, very relevant. Um, you know, I say this, sometimes we pay school fees on behalf of others, meaning we learn life's lessons that cost us dearly. Yeah. And then we're supposed to pass that on so that others don't have to walk the same path if they don't have to, so we can take society forward. Um, so that's really, yeah, that this is an amazing podcast. It's going to be, um, and what you're doing is great. But born and raised single mom, I was an, always an athlete. Sport kept me out of trouble. I figured that out pretty early. And, and God decided that, this white boy can run fast. So uh, that helped me. Speed helps in sport. If yeah. you can fly, um, it helps. And so it allowed me to play a lot of sport. And sport occupied all my time. Um, and, and, it, and it became a career later on for me, which was, which was incredible. But it's where I found the father figures in my life. Because I could look at the coaches and they became father figures and, and I'll weave a bit of my story and some of the stuff in together here already uh, is I figured out that, look, I, I knew I needed role models, but beyond role models, real just voices of reason and in little things like I learned how to shave from a coach, you know, I mean, that kind of little things that you think, you know, I, I do not electrocute myself by running the lawnmower over the electrical cord. You know, <laughs> you know, little little a lot of, things, right? A lot of life because lessons my first, along the way. Because my first job, I was mowing lawns, and so so I was. That's that was the upbringing. Incredible yeah. mom, and then had a professional career in sport. Learned a lot. Um, God was always center, but then later on in life, you know, found out that look, uh, it's God first, me all things. But in that process, in there, we had a an experience where my my sister, my family went through something traumatic which led to us starting to fight human trafficking. Hmm. And, and that, that event started in 1994 when I was a senior in high school. And from 2001, after my sister's experience was, was through, praise God, uh, we have been 24-7 fighting the scourge of child sexual exploitation and human trafficking and what that looks like. And all the elements that feed it. Now we've been blessed to fight it in 53 countries around the world. And by God's grace, have become one of the foremost voices on it. And what we've learned a lot is that it ties into everything. I mean, I can make the argument that it ties into abortion, it ties into poverty, the race conversation. I mean, every conversation that you can have somehow Satan will bring sex into the, into the equation. 
Yeah. Um, it's a very, it, it's a, it's a very cunning, um, deceptive element that he uses to really get people tripped up. Yeah. yeah now I know a lot of yeah, your work, because yeah, I know yeah. a lot of your work deals with right high level stuff on the legislative aspect. But if you had to talk to a, a young man, um, you know, twenty four year old young guy, and he said, "Hey, you know." sex trafficking, child sexual exploitation. I have nothing to do with that. It's, it's bad. It's awful. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for you, you know, go get them. Um, you would, you would actually turn the, the table back and say, no, it, it actually has something to do with you. Um, and, and what, what would you say to that young man is his responsibility and how it involves him? Yeah, look, your, your depiction was pretty spot on right now. That's pretty, pretty much the response is, Hey, oh, it's terrible. Heard about it praying for you. God bless you. You know, we'll maybe donate a little bit and then off we go. Mm -hmm. And I hit the brakes right there. It's not about money. I start my day this day. I started it this, this way this morning, me, myself. I look myself in the mirror every single day and I ask myself, am I part of the problem? Oh wow! And unless we're willing, unless we're willing to do that, because mm -hmm. I'm a father, I'm a brother, I'm a friend, I'm a, I'm a son, I'm a husband. Unless I am willing in society and culture today for the young guys today, the, the late millennials, which is 25 and under, you know, up and in a Gen Z is 24 and under, the, the one thing they miss is accountability. And this oh, is wow. not about yep. accountability to, to blame them or to be a judge, but culture today is not training accountability. And accountability means whatever the conversation of the day is, is it race, is it gender, is it whatever, take ownership. Which means you start with you in the morning. Am I part of the problem? Today, culture starts with who can I blame? Who's to blame? Who do we go after? And in this issue of sex trafficking, I start with me, who's been mm. fighting this for 20 plus years. Am I part of the problem? Well, Yaku, are you concerned that you're exploiting children? No, I don't exploit children, but may, I may be feeding the beast. Oh. I may be demanding exploitive content in case pornography. So, and this is where the penny drops. Yep. Anybody at any point. And again, this is no judgment. I'm not the judge. God's the judge. But we have to call balls and strikes here. We call, you know, uh, call a spade a spade. If an individual watches pornography at any level, they are in fact engaging in the exploitation of people. They are engaging in creating demand for exploitive content. The same people that makes the porn, for the most part, also produce content that goes further. What people don't know is what they watch in porn is not reality. Many young men said, well, my girlfriend can't perform to the level that what I see in porn. Of course not. It's produced. It's, there's drugs involved. There's forced fraud coercion involved. Very few know that 80% of all pimps today that traffic children or women force them to also make porn because it's another means of income. Hmm. They don't know that the person they watch in porn is probably a sex traffic victim. You know, so, so supply meets demand. That's business 101. You can go to any business school in the world. You know, demand does not meet supply. Supply yeah. meets demand. And because there's such a high demand for exploitive content, someone will produce it. And so we have to curb demand. Now we can go upstream and say, well, does it start with demand? No, it starts way earlier. Sex trafficking is a symptom. 
Now we're getting into the conversation you're having today. Young men. How do we help raise young men that are responsible, accountable, God-honoring, God-fearing, those who want to contribute to society, you know, selfless and not selfish? Because if we can come in earlier where we train a young man that you're on this earth, I think we're very spoiled as men today. We were designed to hunt. Mm. Now we can argue hunt for women, for your, your mate. There's a certain way to court and do that right. But it's right. a hunt. Hunt for food. So maybe the 22-year-old today does not hunt for his food. So now what is he supposed to hunt? Because he's still primal. He's still in his primal nature. God, he's supposed to hunt evil. He's supposed to hunt injustice. He's supposed to hunt for the one that's the outcast, the one that's the castaway, the one that's the underprivileged, the one that's the, you know, the, the, that can't speak for themselves. And what do we see today? We see young men hold a cell phone up and video an injustice versus stepping in and stopping it. Amen. Three weeks yeah. ago, I'm watching a girl, I'm watching a girl in the classroom get, you know, on, 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 a, on a YouTube video, get punched in the face 27 times. And it's a guy filming it. Put the phone down and step in and protect the vulnerable, protect the innocent in a, in a, in a healthy way. But sure. yeah. you're not so helping I, by filming. So, so how, something went amiss in our culture. Yeah. So how do we do that? Right. I, I, and not, not just talking about big cultural issues. Right. But yeah. just to, yeah. to the, to the guy. Right. I, I want to be a guy who doesn't pick up my phone and record the travesty of life that I see around me. Uh, I want to be the guy who steps in and says, I want to do something about it. I don't want to be the guy who's the predator. Uh, I don't want to feed the beast, as you said. Right. I want to be the protector of, um, you know, individuals who need protection. How do I how do I make that transition? Who are the people that I can um, watch that are doing it right? Uh, what are the things that I can bring into my life that help train me up in that? Right. If, if I didn't have a father who raised me that way, um, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 24 years old and, and you know, Yako, I, I hear you and I want to make a difference. I want to be somebody different. What what steps would you tell them to take? There's definitely some individuals and organizations we can highlight. Right. I'll 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 start one place and walk it back. This is the very reason why we have called what's called the Watchman Warrior Project. And the Watchman Warrior Project is is a father son retreat now whether you have a father or not is irrelevant you get teamed up with somebody that then as a mentor or a coach and we literally over a weekend walk these men through it they join the community and they then become part of this tribal community of men who lift men up men who hold men accountable but to get there even to get someone to say i want to go to a watchman warrior event and there's one coming up in dallas here and we'll have them all over the nation Again, it starts with accountability. So for the 24-year-old that's listening today, to go, okay, I want to do something. Well, that's step number one. Mm-hmm. Now, step number two is go sit down and get real with yourself. Real. And you don't have to publish this on social media. We're not trying to expose you. Just you and you. Yeah. Yaku for Yaku. Get real and say, where have I contributed to the problems that I see? Videoing an injustice, you're contributing. Yep. Because you're aiding and you're allowing it to happen. Yeah. And just make a list. And the list, it's, it's a gut punch now. It is for all of us as fathers. Where have I contributed yesterday for my children to not have seen an example of what a godly man or what a strong man looks like? We've got to take ownership. That's a gut punch. And it's private. 
stare at it, look at it, and then say, okay, I need help. I need help. I ha don't have it figured out. And I promise the 24-year-old it's not going to come from your peers. They don't know. They don't know. You're not going to find this kind of information from another 24-year-old. My grandfather was in my life. He was just very, very, I was raised without a dad. My mom's dad was a very strong-handed guy. He was a fire chief. And he, and he taught me a lot, but it was sporadic. But when he did, it was firm. He looked at me one day and he said, make sure your friends are way older than you because you, you have to learn from the gray and the wise. Amen. We are in, we're in a generation today that the most informed generation of all time, but it's very surface level then. It's not deep. They consume, the, the, the Gen Zers, they consume a ton of information. They're very broad. They can cover a lot of topics, but there's no depth because they consume at such a rate. There's no time sure. to go deep. Yeah, can't. And so, and no. And so they need to invest in themselves, not in other people's careers, in the Kardashians or in Tom Brady's career. Invest in their own careers, in their own lives by starting thinking, where am I falling short? Now say, okay, what resources do I need? And we can point them to resources. Who, okay, if it's, not, if it's not Tom Brady or it's not Antonio Brown that's in and out of jail every minute, who do I look to? Who do I follow? Probably not someone that they would consider a celebrity, but an amazing champion that has walked a walk. And they're not going to find it from the, the blue check marks. Yeah. You know, for the most part. Although I have a blue check mark, you know, they're not going to find it from the blue check marks. Uh, and so it's going to be from somebody that has absolutely by example walked it out. And there's incredible resources there for them. But it but it's tough because it's accountability. And then look, 21 days to form a habit going to take real change you have to change their language how they speak how they think the brain's going to unlock you know probably get away from substance get away from coping mechanisms this is also a generation that has more coping mechanisms i mean it's insane how they cope if it's not their doctor helping them cope through prescriptions they find other ways to cope and so all the vices that are numbing agents have to go and, and then they're going to tell you, and I hear this all the time, well, that's going to hurt. Yes, life will hurt, but you will get stronger because of it. And you will grow resilience and tolerance and you'll learn a ton. And, and I want to charge the young men because most of them today, you know, we're looking at 80, 88% of incarcerated individuals in, uh, in Collin County today, in Tarrant County, in Dallas County, 88% of those in prison are fatherless. Mm. Uh, we hurts. have to pay attention. We have to pay yeah. attention to that. So we're asking young men to behave like real men, but they've never seen one. Yeah. And this is not this is not muscles in the weight room and the and, and, and rap music and tough talk. That's not a real man. That's a what right. we're talking about individuals, men who will stand in when there's an injustice, who will choose to do the right thing even if it's at their own expense who put themselves last and others first, who love unconditionally, who are tender-hearted but fierce, a David, the guy that can write the poem and take Goliath's head off. Same guy, you know, same guy, lover, warrior, and to be able to flow in between there and not a, a false shell. And so for that, it's, it has to be modeled then. We, we are a monkey see, monkey do species. We, we do as we're trained. And unfortunately, they're trained by their peers, and their peers don't have a clue. Yeah. 
You know, I'm glad you brought up David um, because, and, and when you mentioned, right, took the head off Goliath, um, you know, when David showed up, right, to deliver, you know, bread and cheese for his brothers, <laughs> he, he wasn't going right. there to fight Goliath. He was going to, the, you know, take food to his brothers. His brothers had been standing there for 40 days as Goliath walked out, right, and cursed the army of Israel and said, hey, send me down a champion, right? On the 41st day, David shows up and he's like, hey, hey, who, who's going to step in? And I think one of the interesting things in that is his brothers actually said, hey, David, go away. Right. So when, mm -hmm. when David says, hey, I'm going to step up, I'm going to be different. I'm going to right. I'm going to step into this challenge. Right. I, I want to be the man that God has called me to be. I think a lot of young people think that there's going to be a community that surrounds them, that celebrates them, that cheers them on. And I think one of the things you have to understand is sometimes you're going to be very alone. You're going to be isolated um, because if you step out and you say, hey, I want to be different, right? I don't, I, don't, I don't want to be the guy who's watching pornography. I don't want to be the guy who's feeding the beast. I don't want to be the guy, right, who's making these particular decisions just to go along with the culture. I'm going to do it differently. And then you think, you know, where are all the other people who are doing it? It doesn't matter, right? You, you have to be um, the solution to the problem if you see it. And I think that's one of the great things is, is you know, there may not be a community of other guys who are doing it with you. You may have to find um, your champions, as you mentioned, from, from books, <laughs> right? Yeah. You may have to find your champion, right, from opening up the Word of God and looking at David and saying, hey, I want to I be David for my generation. And I think we need those men who are willing to take that stand regardless of what it costs them and regardless of who's following them. Right. Of just stepping in and saying, hey, th this is the problem that I see. I see the Goliath out there. And just because everybody else is standing on the sidelines and isn't willing to go down there, uh, God and, you know, me, we, you know, together we can make a difference. And, and I think that's uh, Dan, I, 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 I'd argue 100 percent correct. And I would argue it's the only way that it happens. Yeah. Because whenever there's a crowd or, or it's the popular thing to do or it's the cultural thing to do, it's weak. It's weak. It's weak yeah. because True. human human nature is sin. Yeah. Human nature is not go take on Goliath. Human nature is not um, let me go do research and see what mainstream media tells me whether it's actually true or not. Yeah. That's not human nature. Human nature is to be lazy, to be a sloth, to to forfeit rights, to forfeit freedom, to forfeit responsibility, accountability. Right? That's human nature. So when, I would argue for young men, if you're in the crowd. And you see a lot of people do what you do. You're yeah. going the wrong direction. Amen. Amen. You're going that you're in the wrong direction. That's a quick litmus test. Am yeah. I in the right way or not? How many are doing what you're doing? Exactly. Well, look, you are you're you're in the middle of the sheep crowd walking off the cliff. Amen. Separate yeah, I was from the pack. Yeah, I you always know? say the, the only thing that grows right without work and effort is weeds. Right. You want to be something Absolutely. that's that's nourishing, that's beautiful, that's different. Right. It's going to take cultivation and it's going to take work. And as you said it, if you're if you're and, walking and look, with the crowd, you're probably walking the wrong yeah. direction. Amen. And, and look, and this is for the seven year old to 70 year old. You know, we were just raised a little different. Culture had less tolerance and feelings were less important when you right. and I grew right. up. Right. So yep. it was about productivity and deliver. Yeah. And we need to get back there. But I'll, I'll say this. Um, Let's just go. Let's call some names out that the young ones follow. Let's talk Jeff Bezos. Nobody supported him. Nobody. This dude was so insane. He said, I'm going to sell books out of my trunk of my car. They said, that's not how you sell books. He had right. no support. Okay. Bill Gates, no support. 
Even Zuckerberg was an outcast. I'm not a pro Zuckerberg guy. Elon Musk, he's a fellow South African. I know Elon. There's Elon. Up until four years ago, he almost lost four companies, went bankrupt almost three times. So it's just not the notion that I will move when the crowd gives me the license to do so because they agree with me. Those are never the champions of society. Never. Go back to Einstein. Go back to Moses. By the way, Moses went up that mountain by himself. He came down the mountain by himself. I mean, you're looking at David, Jesus. I mean, this is what comes to mind is a prophet's not welcome in his own his town. Own sin. Yep, that's right. Jesus, Jesus was rejected by his own people. He put on, he was put on the cross, not by, by you know the opponents, the Romans. He was put on the cross by the Pharisees and the Sadducees, his own <laughs> crowd. His own crowd. So I would argue this: if you're going to do something that has any significance in life, and for the young man listening that has aspirations in the music industry or aspirations to be an artist, an architect, whatever. If you do not find yourself in the desert by yourself, where your only friend is going to be but God, you're going in the wrong direction. Then when you move, people are sheep. They will follow. Mm. Once David killed Mm. Goliath, he had an army. Then he's got the crowd. Yep. But I promise you, when he walked from from Saul's tent to Goliath, and in between he picked up five stones, he was alone (laughs) on earth. Amen. They said, he's not with us. That dude's crazy. And if he dies, we'll leave him, leave him there for the buzzards to eat his body. His own <laughs> brothers would have rejected him. But the second he cuts the head off Goliath, he owns an army. Yeah. So I want to encourage these young men. Walk the road that you think is lonely. It's worth it. They will follow. Once you do something significant. And what does that look like? You step in when a girl is being pummeled by a guy and you defend her. You will, people will rally around you, but you got to step in first. You step in and you tell your best friend, dude, we're friends. We are not going to watch porn. I'm not going to let you fall in that pit, but you're not my judge. I'm not your judge. I'm your brother. I don't want you to lose your life. I want you to have a family one day and have a wife one day and marry a woman that's pure and marry a woman that's honorable and faithful. And okay, so we're not going to objectify women on the way for you to get married and think you're going to go marry the pure, clean women, but we defile women on our way up. We're going to hold each other accountable. That's the guy where you sit down, everybody's posture changes and their temperament changes and their language cleans up all of a sudden because they go, hey, there's a rudder in the room. That's what I want young men mm, to be today. That, that's it, good. But, it's a, but at first, it's a lonely road. Yeah. It's not the crowd. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, I love so, it. You've always you said to the guys, right? It's not a call out; it's a call up. And Yako, I appreciate mm-hmm. your time today to talk to our young men to call them up to the standard of living a life that is significant and meaningful and purposeful. And while it may be lonely, right, it is the only road that you want to be on because it's the right place to be. So, Yako, appreciate your time. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.